Hey, sis. Hi, sis. Welcome to Launch Left. Thanks. <laughs> a space for famed creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels and an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Yeah, we've been left at home. We're on quarantine and we're reaching out to you from our separate homes. And today we're going to chat with the Honorable Rufus Wainwright. That's right. Hi, how are you? What is what is that? Are you? What is that behind you, Rain? Like as the well, world finally can, collapsed. Exactly. It's like you know the sky is down. <laughs> Summer and I wrote a song called "The Sky Is Down." It's in honor of that song. Um, oh, no, really? I just look. I can change my virtual background. So once in a while, I just you know want to feel oh, like my God. I'm in Utah now. We were in Utah together. Oh, that is great. Well, I'm, uh, you win. The quarantine looks so good on you. I cannot <laughs> even stress that enough, Rufus. I mean, oh, seriously, yeah. you must be like sleeping all the time. And Oh, well, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I, I basically uh, took over the Kenny Rogers position in my, <laughs> with this look and uh, he, his spirit has blessed me with um, <laughs> eternal Southern youth. <laughs> you well, thank goodness we needed that. I thought you might be in a robe, but uh, I know. I, you know what? What what happened is that I, I've been doing these robe recitals. I've been doing them for a while, but now I I do them every day and sing a song. And after about four days, my husband said, "My Yorn," he said, "Yorn said, Rufus, you have to get out of the robe <laughs> after the after the song, okay? Because uh, <laughs> you know, it's for the song." Well, Not, today is the first time I put on like real clothes that weren't sweatpants and and uh, a turtleneck for for the show. It was kind of like it made me feel like for a second things were normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, any every little second helps that we can grab. I know. Um, I I do appreciate that you have been very active as an artist during this pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your robe recitals are seriously so uplifting. And- oh, well, I, you know, I just have to say that that essentially I have no, you know, I, I, how can I say this? I don't, I, it's a complete joy for me to be able to do them. I think it's more, even more than that, it's a privilege. I mean, the, the, you know, the thought, the idea that I can actually sing every day and be heard and be appreciated and spread love and joy is, uh, I don't know, it's a great gift to me. Um, and so I in no way, um, whatever, it's, 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 it's doing more for me than anyone else in a lot of ways. So, so, uh, so thank, but thank you. <laughs> but isn't that beautiful? That's like the very idea, right? That we're sort of discussing or, you know, is that like, you know, being able to be of service even when we're alone and be able to be together when we're alone and yeah. like that, like what it is that you're doing to remain creative and to yeah. inspire yeah. creativity and activate creativity in other people. Yeah, no, I know. And I, and I mean, and, and for us as artists who have, you know, who have, a, who have a public to some degree, um, God, just imagine not just losing your job at the restaurant, you know, which is what most people are going through 
or at your you know place of work and, and wherever that is i mean that's <laughs> i don't think that we can even conceive of how of how crazy that is at, at, in our position right now so it's it's important we keep working so um, I imagine, and I'm pretty sure I knew that this, uh, in regard to you and your schedule, that you had a big tour planned. Yeah, I had a big tour planned. <laughs> yeah, past tense. Um, and that is now, is that all canceled now? Well, today, today, for, for those of you who want to know, I mean, we, 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 we posted on Instagram and I think on Facebook all the dates that have been canceled, so... So there is, uh, there's a, about a dozen of them. Um, everything pretty much up, up until, um, uh, I would say, late June, July, though that, that's looking iffy too. But that being said, there are a lot of conversations about rescheduling these dates, and, and, and the fall is looking to be pretty jam-packed for me uh, to try and make up this, 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 these dates, but if, if, if it's going to be possible to do so. So... So we are, you know, we are working on it. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, you know, it, I, I have to say, I, I'm very, very fortunate myself because I worked a lot and you know this, Rain, uh, specifically. I worked so much in the last couple of years, um, almost to the point of mania uh, yeah. in the sense where I was, I, I was actually starting to say to myself a few months ago, like, why are you working so much? You're about to go on a tour for a new album. And I was a little bit worried about whether I'd be able to, you know, to do it even. So, which I would have been able to do, but I was getting quite nervous about the workload. And then this happened. And thankfully, uh, yeah. So the, the whole virus is just to make me stop touring. This is kidding. Um. <laughs> no, but it's interesting because I, I actually, you know, there's been, I think, another sort of thought process or perspective yeah. around this yeah. um, virus. And, like, there is a, the perspective that, like, really a lot of people have been, we've been waiting for something, right? We've yeah. been, yeah. and a lot of people have been very hard at work towards yeah. a change. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and something and and very hard at work and seemingly coming up short consistently with regards to um politically right and also um uh with the um global warming and yeah, putting yeah, earth yeah. first and and it and it seems like there is a, a perspective that we can look at this in the way that there this there's something beautiful in this right, there's something right, right. beautiful in in stopping in slowing down yeah. in 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 writing too and, right? yeah and, and, and in, yes and also in taking stock and acknowledging you know what we have at the moment sure mm -hmm. i mean it's a, i mean someone i mean i'm not a religious person uh but somebody did send me this this uh this uh, uh, little video and my friend, you know, Ariane Phillips, do you know her, Ariane? She's a great costume designer. Anyways, but she uh, sent me this little thing and she's Jewish and she sent me this um, rabbi talking and, and, uh, and his whole thing, which I, which I think is a, a, also a great lesson is this, is that, you know, we think we can control everything right. human. You know, we can dominate the environment. We can, you know, conquer the universe. We can, we can get everything. And this is a message saying that we don't have control over anything. <laughs> you know, like we have, we are so insignificant in the grand scheme of existence. And, and so, 
Yeah, I, I think, I mean, as I said, I'm not a religious person, but but I do get that idea that this is a lesson from somewhere just saying like, you you you're, you're get, you got a little too big for your britches, <laughs> as my grandmother would say. Right, scoldings <laughs> from mother. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's made you more creative? Um, well, you know, you know, it's funny because it's, it's not, I, I've been writing a lot. What, what it's really done at the moment, which is kind of fantastic for me, is that, you know, I'm, I'm a pianist uh, and, and I, you know, I play a lot, I, you know, I, when, especially when I'm on the road, I'll do shows every night and I'll kind of warm up. But if you're a, a real pianist, uh, you're supposed to practice like 10 hours a day. You know, yeah. if, you're, if you're a classical pianist, I'm not a classical pianist. But it has definitely made me have to sit down with my instrument and really start to, you know, tackle some of the technical problems that I have that I kind of gleam over in my kind of working life. And so, so I think for, for an instrumentalist, it's an amazing opportunity to really get into that, that art form because um, there is the time. The other thing, though, is that I, I, there is another project that I that I'm going to be working on, I, you know, I can't announce it necessarily, but it's a big classical work that has to do with apocalyptic issues, and this was not this was not uh, arranged to happen, obviously, or in this way. But but nonetheless, I have to sort of attack this this classical piece, and it's falling right in this moment. And it's yeah, I can go there. I'll be able to go there. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, that we spoke with you, you were working on an opera. Where, yeah, yeah. What? Where are we at with that? Can I yeah, play no, the, the xylophone? Yeah, the, can, I, can I play? We yes. Big playing xylophone. Okay, let's do it. I'm rushing up on my xylophone skills. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, your technique has improved. Isn't it amazing? Uh, <laughs> Now, the opera premiered, it was great. And, it, you know, there's going to be other performances coming up. Um, I do want to say a little bit about this new project, though, because it is, even though I can't talk about it too much, but it is, I'm going to be working with an amazing poem by Lord Byron called um, Darkness. So check out the poem, poem Darkness by Lord Byron. It's it's very fitting for, for what, what's happening these days. I love well, I was going to say, you said, like, um, you know that you're deal that this new project is dealing with apocalyptic themes. Obviously, it wasn't planned during this time, and that yeah. it made me think about like this time has been slowly evolving for some time, right? And yeah. like I, you know, biblically speaking, I feel like what comes up often is like Armageddon, apocalypse, right? And like we've all sort of thought about that idea as like this looming yeah. thing out out there, like melancholia, like something in the sky yeah. that eventually yeah. is going to ruin. And yet at the same time, I feel like it's been like the, that idea for me has always been like apocalypse now. Like it yeah, is yeah. happening. <laughs> it is happening now yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. the time. It's just like, it's seemingly like a slow build for us. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. Yes. And certainly, certainly, I mean, I, I, and, I, and I think we can only say this really being people of essentially European descent. I mean, I think I, don't, I, I can't speak for any other continent from people who are from Europe originally. That is a big cycle. Uh, that 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 we've always gone through, and you know, and arguably the Renaissance was because of a plague, you know. And it's the, and there are these periods in our history that, uh, 
and I'm sure the world's history where you have to, it can also be at the end of the day, one of the most um, enlightening periods afterwards. So, so I hope we survive. <laughs> well, I'm just so impressed. Also, like I was talking to a friend last night and they were saying like, oh, you know, like I just, I want to do something. I, and what's going to, what, what is going to come of this? Like, what are we doing? And I just felt like, yeah, I mean, this is week two. Like, I'm yeah. sure yeah. That yeah. <laughs> down the pipeline, yeah. like, we're still in that stage of, yeah. like, shock. But I'm impressed. I mean, you just kicked right up, and you're just uh, like, row recitals. Yeah. Let's, let's I know. Like, yeah. yeah, me and me and Rain and her, and her xylophone. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for, again, honorable mention for my xylophone. Um, <laughs> no, but in speaking about this, like, I definitely thought a lot about the role of artists in times like this, you know, and, um, and, and appreciate everyone that I've seen that's artistic uh, yeah. and certainly musical going and sharing, you know, or even just talking yeah. And, yeah. and just creating a place of some kind yeah. of comfort or oh, yeah. conversation, yeah. you know, and, and I'm also just so curious because I do agree that in in times of great strife or change in any of the ages that often art um you know creativity is what kept people sane and how how they shared that creativity made more amazing work you know collaboration and i feel like already collaboration has been a huge part in the last two weeks i've gotten so many friends like hey can you send me a stem of this and I'll, I want to, you know, or do a cover and I'll, I'm going to build around it or right, you know, right. be on my YouTube show or yeah, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. everybody more than ever seems like this, yeah. is, let's all talk about it. But what's crazy about it. And this is what's nuts is that this has happened. As I said, this has happened in the past mm-hmm. uh, in history where people have to quarantine and, and, and cause of disease, but never has it happened when people can actually still talk to each other <laughs> in this, in, in real time like this and wow. do things on another platform. And that's, that's, that's an interesting, that is, I think totally new, uh, which is, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I, yeah. So, Let's make some good. <laughs> I appreciate you illuminating that. I had never thought yeah. about that part. That's yeah. pretty profound, actually. Yeah. yeah, it is. We have talked a lot about like how this has happened before, you know, that the human beings have been through this, but you're absolutely right. And I do think it is a good thing because I think that so it's been proven again and again that like connection is uh, the most important thing. Yeah. to keep humans continually moving forward and our spirit yeah. alive yeah. and awake, right? And um, I think that that's proven every day. I mean, we do a whole Zoom with our entire family every day. Oh, that's, okay. oh, that's sweet. And, um, yeah, we're staying, I'm staying connected with my, you know, with all of the older people in my life more than yeah. ever before. Yeah. Um, so they are not feeling isolated and alone. I right. did the New York times crossword with my uh, ex mother-in-law yeah. for three hours <laughs> over FaceTime. <laughs> and, um, and it does, it feels like you've spent time that you've like passed time with somebody yeah. when you're able to, to see them like that, even without the physical contact. Yeah. I know it is good. It is good. Just a short amount of time too, watching how people have used technology and people in the arts have started to like figure out how to use technology 
you know, not just to be creative, but to be creative on account of everyone who's suffering. Like yeah. that to yeah. me is what's so powerful yeah. about yeah. this time. The fact that we can communicate, the fact that technology yeah. is where it is that, you know, we're able to do like mass creative things that then can be donated yes. to causes that right. like getting food on the people's tables or helping, you know, just yeah. helping yeah. wherever yeah. we need to, that that's yeah, actually I, an option is amazing. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. I do think it's important though also to draw the distinction as I know you guys have too, probably that, yes, it's great. We also, there's going to be physical <laughs> kind of needs uh, of people who are, you know, destitute from this and yeah. and I think I think to sing for them is important but also as citizens I, I think everybody's gonna have to like do something you know really fundamental uh as well as you know I don't want to say like oh I'm singing for people and therefore I'm, you know, I'm doing my bit it's 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 uh it's 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 I think it's gonna have to be more than that for for everybody yeah, um, no, and I think I, what I meant was like that there are yeah. platforms forming or being used specifically. So if you are singing and doing your yes. to raise money, like yes, yes, it is yeah. going that to is an important, that is an important. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah, no, totally. for comfort. It's like helping. Yeah. And you know, and you know, it's interesting. And this is another thing. And I, you know, and this is a this is a, an ongoing conversation. And it's not. I I have in no way come up with. A solution, of course, but you know, I'm I'm going to get hit, obviously, um, and I'm still, you know, it's still good to have businesses going and to you know to make for people to make money, and like you know, we're trying to figure out what to do with this album that's was is supposed to come out in April, and you know whether to release it or not. You know, we're really trying to figure that out, um, and part of me is like, you know. I need you to buy the album if you're going to put it out, you know, you know, like, you know, just like, I'm still running a business too, you know? And so, and, and, and I haven't, you know, we haven't come up with the, with the game plan yet, but I think, you know, we're also going to have to maneuver through this as, you know, as, as our age wage earners and, and like everybody else too. So we're not, it's not like we're out of the, out of the mess either, but. um, It is so such I'm, an interesting, um, you know, conversation because it's, it's something that's come to light, I think more than, you know, in the recent last decade with this sort of um, idea of taking care of yourself first in order to be available or to be able to walk through the world in a way that you can, um, you know, share your truth and, and actually be be who you want to be right yeah. and like and can be um you know helpful to anybody else yeah. by taking care of yourself first i think that that's been like a very big theme right in the last right. decade and and yet this has come along and it's sort of been like a hey everybody we not me yeah yeah right that that's been like now the conversation around that and i just think like uh, like you said, you haven't figured anything out. There's no solution in right, your right. head yet. But I think it's still like to have the conversation, right? To like discuss it with each other is like it's yeah, getting yeah. closer to possibly yeah, coming right. up with a solution and admitting that like, you know, um, that it is absolutely uh, important to take to mind be, be mindful of where you're at and how yeah, to take care you of yourself need. so that you can, yeah. right? Yeah. be helpful to anybody else. Yeah. yeah. I also so. think it's really a, 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 um, 
a pretty clear sign that democratic socialism is not such a bad thing. Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, honestly, why shouldn't everyone have the same right to all those things that, you know, privileged people, it's like, what? We should all have healthcare. We should all have a home. We should, like, there's enough for that. But it's just such an imbalance that I think this is really illustrated. Oh yeah. How imbalanced it is. And, you know, of course, the hope is that people who are really wealthy will 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 like rescue the rest of yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that's really on. gonna happen i'm a hundred percent sure it won't is that what you're saying <laughs> no, it's, oh it's totally gonna happen they'll be they'll be driving up in their limo and <laughs> with their masks for us and everything. <laughs> God, I just, to me, I I'm such an idealist, but I'm like, just solve it. Like, just yeah. make sure everyone's okay. Just put your, all your billions, all of you billionaires yeah. in a pool and then make sure every single person. I, pers- I personally think that everyone who's a multi-billionaire should say, look, I'm, I, I, I'm going to ha- I'm going to take three <laughs> and then the rest, you know, and that would be, yeah. you know, whatever that, that's my yeah. theory. But anyways, well, I so. know. you both sound liberty rain. You are our mother's I daughter. I know. <laughs> Cause that was, remember when mom was like, I, I think this is finally getting me down a little bit. Like, I don't, I'm a scared. And then the next day she was like, Oh, actually I'm fine again. Cause I've decided that all the billionaires are going to rescue everybody. <laughs> they don't become billionaires with that. I know, I know. You know? Oh, well. I know, I've always lamented that. Yeah, well, but this virus does not discriminate if you're a billionaire or not. It's just, it really doesn't, so. You so, have to all look out for each other. Is what yeah. And when you look at, I mean, when you, I mean, the, the thing that just happened with Ron, Rand Paul, whatever, you know, like a doctor getting tested and then going to the gym for a week, <laughs> you know, in the Senate. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, it's going to hit everybody. Yeah, well, because the country is <laughs> going to be reopened by Easter, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot. That. <laughs> but we're not all going to die. <laughs> Maybe I should play some xylophone. I know, I know. Heavenly <laughs> xylophone in the cloud. <laughs> It's so great, Rain, because it look we can't see the xylophone. I know so it's like you're playing. Like you're playing the, the clouds. Yeah, you're playing the clouds. <laughs> telling you, I'm getting good. You can tell from that. Whoa! <laughs> thank you, Rain, for sharing your artistry thank with you, us. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rain. And you know, guys, I do have to run because I have my little daughter at school in the kitchen. Oh she, my gosh, so cute! You're doing homeschooling, good. Yeah, we're doing. Yeah, well, yeah, we have to. So we're gonna go and. And uh, I'm going to go, you know, educate my child, which in itself is horrific, but. Thank you, Rufus. Okay, thank you. And now for something completely left of center. Today, we have a very special guest, one of our dearest friends. We used to tour up the East Coast together, uh, follow each other in our silly buses. She's been in our musical life forever. She's one of our dear friends. She's from Venezuela. She plays beautiful folk songs. You, you know, coming from Venezuela and you did, you came very young or in your teen years, I know you came to um, America. A little too old for having been able to deal with it. But yeah, 16, I think I turned 17 when I first moved here. 
Um, can you speak a little bit about why you left and, and, and what, what your family, why your family wanted to come to North America? Well, you know, it, it is so, I mean, I'm grateful my father, just as, as you know, it's like, it was, was a Canary Islander and Canary Islanders, you know, left Spain because of Franco and a lot of them went to Venezuela. So my dad already came with this, like, no, no dictatorship in my life anymore. So he was a man who worked super hard, met a super cute girl that also worked super hard, the gorgeous Maria Teresa. Yeah. And so Mr. Miguel Taganana got us from being a truck driver, taxi driver, used to sell salt in the streets. And knowing his history of being someone who had worked with dictatorship, he, uh, he said, no, you guys, this country's going to hell. Let's get the hell out of here. And he was a very, very gracious and happy and honored to be an American. He, he, he wore his flag, let me tell you. He was very proud to have made it to this country, and he just loved it. And, he, you know, in the beginning, I didn't know. I was very angry. I lost my friends. I lost everything. But, of course, today, I'm just so everly, ever and ever grateful for his and his foresight. And because me, when he me there, I'm glad to meet you. And that was not possible. And, then he, and then, you know, the funny thing is that, Meeting, meeting you guys was just, uh, it's like meeting a family, not cares about just the friends, but the whole world. And, and then to have that input from such young people that were so interested and so devoted for the whole world was very amazing and, and very rare, you know, to have that intuition to care for everyone and every animal, every human, every tree, every freaking thing. That's you guys. And that's, that's, that's what, I, you know, I fell in love and it made me like America. <laughs> Tell me this, Anya. Um, besides for your music, what were the other what were were the other parts of your country that you brought with you in either you know like in your heart? Like what never left? Um, well, you know, a Venezuelan woman are called Quaymas, and Quaymas is a very very dangerous snake. So I think that <laughs> being uh, someone who is like nothing stop us, and there's nothing we cannot do. There's nothing that we don't get dirty for. We're not above anything. We can do any work. I can clean houses. I can be at dinners with nice people. I can dress up. I can dress down. I can get dirty. And we have this go to do it. It doesn't matter what. And mm -hmm. uh, I think Venezuelans got a lot. The humor and um, the music of Venezuela. In a sense that humor, music, and laughter is a Venezuelan trade. And I think that, and the arepas. The Arepas, yes, that the was what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, also the, the aside from Venezuelan, it's like you know, I think that the, you know, I think Venezuelans are pretty light-hearted when it comes to hardship. And when you look at our today, they're still dancing, still fighting dictatorship with music, streets. I mean, we, even though violinists getting killed by you know bullies and people fighting with music, I mean, and, and it says so much about us, and is is it in our blood? And also, of course, their love of nature. We are we have one of the most beautiful countries in the world, with the most beautiful sites in the world, and uh, we have nothing but reverence for nature. I think that they, I don't think there's a Venezuelan that could agree with that. Were there any similarities? Like, I know that you said your dad, you know, after his experience in the Canary Islands, moved to Venezuela to to get away from dictators. Um, did did you were old enough to watch the decline in your country? Um, from, you know, and that's why your parents left. Do you see any of that happening in this country? Or, or do you feel like we're still far? I'm hoping you say no. Mm. <laughs> but I'm curious your opinion of how, you know, things happen quickly sometimes. And they also happen over a slow arc. 
Um, not to get too political, but I, I can't help that. No, let's get political. It's time to get political. It's absolutely true. And, and I, I even, you know, I remember, you know, as a Venezuelan, uh, I mean, I remember going to Spain, visiting my grandparents in Franco still alive. So at two o'clock, there were curfews. I couldn't be out. As a kid, I couldn't understand. It's like, why are the police outside? Why do we have to be inside? You know, it was just this kind of weird. I don't know why. I didn't understand anything. It was just like, no, I mean, we are, we were like subservience of military there in a way, you know, we are, we didn't get to ask questions. So I remember that very strong. Eight-year-old, like that experience of seeing these very well-armed people in the streets for what reason? You didn't just like, what's happening? But now, you know, it's, it's so, I'm so glad you asked that because, uh, Rain, because, um, because I remember, sadly enough, there was a moment that we were so sad with the situation in Venezuela that we're like, whoever comes, please come save us. And then who showed up was Chavez, you know, mm-hmm. and Chavez was such a cheat, a liar, scum. And, um, it, the, and you know, that he was even, he, he fascinated, he enamored a lot of people with this kind of talks that we hear from the United States, I won't even call him president, but that person in that, you know, the, the, the lying, the, the, the over-promising, the not knowing anything about their job, the not, uh, not being honest about their, 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 you know, they're not knowing, they shouldn't know, I don't know, and go to experts. And this, this Chavez was kind of like that. But one of the things he did that was, caught me was that he said that he would, you know, if we all signed 3 million signatures, that he would step back in the beginning of his leadership, he would, he would step back if in two years he wasn't doing a good job. Well, Venezuelans have been collecting signatures for 25 years. He died and we still have a dictatorship there. So when, mm-hmm. I, when that started happening in, in here and I saw this man, uh, Trump, uh, start talking and how he spoke and he was so, you know, you know I mean, so racist, so uh, misogynistic, so ignorant, so, I mean, so uneducated. Um, about the reality of the whole, not just of his white, uh, super white cream, I mean, I know, whipped cream world. Uh, is, uh, it, it was just obvious. And I told my friends, and I even made this poster that was like, do not believe in demagogues and egomaniacs. You guys are going to get screwed. Do be a patient for people that are egomaniacs and narcissistic, um, ignorant people to boot. So I feel like sadly, Rain, that I mean, this, I don't know. I'm, I'm so glad elections are happening. I'm de- I mean, I'm scared because what happens with us is that we never got to vote again. You know, he found reasons and ways to know the election not happen. And I think this man is possible that he can do that. And I would be just very cautious. And I tell all my American friends, you are in the hands of a Maduro Chavista person dressed in finer clothes, maybe. But, uh, you know, that is the same. It's just exactly the same in the way that he's dividing one section of the, com- the, 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 the community by, from others and trying to just against each other. That was exactly what Chavez did. And that's exactly what this animal is doing. So um, I, I really caution all, everyone to take this seriously with how this man acts and, and, and understand that this is the most important job in the world, not just for us, for, for a lot of countries, because so many people depend on the honesty and, and, and you know, brilliance that the United States have had for so many years. We've had our ups and downs, but we have never seen anything. We've never seen the United States as Venezuela before. And I, today, I see it kind of like what is happening today, specifically. You know, like when we have over 200 people dying a day within in just three days in a row now, and the person still saying he doesn't understand why New York City needs respirators. 
I mean, you're in, we're in danger and uh, we need to get him out as soon as possible. Do you see a silver lining at all in, in, in this, what we're going through right now, this uh, international pandemic? Do you, can you see down the road somewhere where, you know, this um, time where we're really being asked to like sit still and shelter in place? Um, what maybe, what positivity could come from that? Yeah, I see, you know, of course, because, um, because it's what we have left is our being positive and staying strong. I, first of all, I just started planting every leftover I have in my yard. So I got my carrot and I put it in the ground. I started like cut of the lettuce. I put it in the ground. You know, I take the seeds from the spaghetti, you know, squash, I dry them out and put them in the ground. That alone is like teaching me. It's like, who the hell are we to think that things need to be provided for us? Let's get strong. You need, first of all, and the second thing, let's practice judo or something. Like everybody needs to get learn, you know, martial arts, be by yoga, martial arts, tai chi, just get in your body, know what you can do with these guys and do whatever you can with these guys and, uh, and stop counting on other people. The other thing is that, of course, this is what you're doing. Does tap dancing count? Of course, tap, especially if you're doing it. But uh, yeah, tap dancing, dancing, music, anything you can do. But literally, like anything you can do as a as your body that you know is you. And only you know if you did or you didn't. Only you know if it's helping. You Only you know, only you know what's right to do. But then do it. And the other thing, don't, if you can do it in two minutes, do it. Like, do not procrastinate. And I think because of people dying so fast, we, another thing is, well, I think that this, I think this idea of, of a launch left and what, what you guys are doing is so great to really incorporate even more people um, with music and this new communication when we really are not so afraid to call or, you know, we're really reaching out and we're finding new ways to really uh, expand in the arts and find some other ways to uh, express them without having to be in bars or you know and together but but still together uh, i think that that is something great but for me really for me i don't know why sami the only thing i think about is food i'm like we need to learn go, go learn how to start a fire learn how to martial arts learn how to you know do crafts learning how to do something where you are not so uh, commercial oriented or so uh, dependent on the exterior of the world Music, music. How much did music feature in your life? Like, how did music find you, Miss Ana Diaz? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, you know, my father and my aunt. Well, my father was a man who would, get, well, come, walk, um, would come back from work and would put Beethoven like a 10 in the volume. I think it was not to hear us, but he would like inundate the house with Beethoven. <laughs> And Mozart, and he loved like uh, Brazilian music and Venezuelan music. And my aunt Dere, but uh, my aunt Dere uh, Palma is her name. She's an amazing woman living in Venezuela today, a genius. But uh, she um, was a very, uh, she had the best friends. She had like uh, her and her husband were friends with the best musicians uh, in Venezuela. Just for because I don't know how they met, but I just remember going to her house and it would be these amazing, happy people playing all these drinking their whiskey, you know, drinking, playing the cuatro, laughing, dancing, and while I took care of the kids. And also, uh, you know, as soon as I got to a, a really great school in Venezuela, Colegio Champaña, I joined uh, a choir, and then I had, I, was, uh, I had the best director named Miguel Astro, who was the most 
fascinating choir director I've ever seen in my life. And you, as a kid, we did masses and we did, you know, Latin music. And, and, and that was so, you know, it was so powerful. And, uh, and from him, I was lucky enough to join the Venezuelan Voice Choir, which is a choir of 2,000 people. And it was 500 altos, 500 sopranos. But, you know, it was directed by one person. That happened so many years ago. I, I can't even remember uh, when they happened. But so and then after that, I, I uh, you know, you're in love. And it, it's just, I think, the joy of music and the, the, how my dad loved it so much. It was not a moment in our house. The music wasn't happening. And then from there, my, my teachers, my friends, like you guys, people that really, truly, honestly, with no joke, love music. Uh, like no question, undoubtedly love music, and uh, being lucky enough to have people that that what well, I will waste my time doing music. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, hell yeah, I'll waste my time doing this. This is not wasted time. It's the only thing I want to waste my time with because my value is like, what are you doing music for? It's like, wow, because you taught me to do it. <laughs> but uh, in in uh, and since then, you know, we don't stop because it's really the only place where I feel myself. I think in. Or, or where I don't feel love, where I can actually be free. One of the two. I don't mm. know because I'm free of myself in it or I feel my own or two, you know. Uh, it's just kind of, it's like something that is not me and something that we don't own, something we cannot afford, something we cannot do, but let it go. And that's the favorite thing to have in your life, you know. It's that thing that is for everyone. And, uh, and that's, the love affairs continues. As a matter of fact, I'm, I, I am working with uh, Jim White and uh, Paul Fanfara, who is from Fanfara, is from well, Spaghetti Western String Quartet out of uh, Minneapolis. And uh, we're working. We just had, sorry, I, we just had our first Zoom uh, meeting because we're going to try to record this album and we plan to do before this happened, this, uh, this uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, uh, we're going to try to do it like this, like ah, virtually. Let's yeah. see what it turns out. We don't know what has happened, but, and what they're doing, these people are, they're helping me to translate this Venezuelan music to a completely different, uh, completely different, you know, sound. So there are Venezuelan songs, but they're being played by people that are not Venezuelans. We're going to transform them like we like to do, like, like Rain, you did so well in AP that, that we did together. You're so gracious to freaking produce. Uh, it, it couldn't sound as, it couldn't sound as good if your brain wasn't in it. I got to tell you that. But uh, and it's so funny because they're listening. They're listening to your producing, so they know how to produce. I'm like, well, you guys better listen to her because she got it. That's but, very uh, so now. I love what you're doing with, uh, you know, your desire and intention to change to bring Venezuelan folk music into like an indie music world. That is really yeah. cool. And I'm so glad I got to be part of that first. Like, you know, your first on a Diaz EP like that. Um, yeah. I've done that before with Producto. To be fair, you've already done that for many years when you had a band called Producto. And those are some of my favorite um, Spanish songs I've ever heard. They're like indie music hits, but with Spanish, you know, with a Spanish speaking, beautiful singing. Well, it just really goes to show, I mean, I think for me with Anet's uh, singing in Spanish, growing up and listening to that and with the album that you guys worked on together, Rain, that you produced of hers that I still listen to all the time is, is how um, that idea of music being a universal language and, uh, but 
even though you were speaking Spanish, it wasn't about that. It was about the power of your voice. Well, I mean, thank you, Sami. I can't believe thank you, baby, because you know, when you say the power of my voice, I love the power, how you play your piano. No one plays piano with the power that you play piano. I'm not supposed to talk about you guys, but damn it, anybody known has seen this woman play piano. Hola, ¿me puedes oír? Ah, sí, sí, hola, ¿qué tal, Avenda? Suena es, increíble, es, es. qué bello. Estás tocando tonada del cabestrero. Sí, Dios mío, no puede ser que sea actor. <risa> Me va a hacer llorar. Nadie conoce esa canción, bueno. Esa canción es la más trascendente canción en el mundo. La manera que Tío Simón canta, las letras me hacen, me parten el corazón. Y, y la acabo, no puedo creer que lo estás tocando, no puedo creer. No, sí, esta para mí también es esa de esos uh, dos himnos nacionales nuestros. Totalmente. <laughs> El tío Simón. And um, so, yeah, I, it was a pleasure. I got to tell everyone out there that it, that if we are very honored to have, I mean, as a, to have Davendra to represent Venezuela so well as a musician. And again, his music is one of my favorites. I will also say that it's very beautiful and fitting that we're doing a song by Tio Simon, who was really one of the great unifiers, really like this great unifier. He's kind of this paternal, maternal, it's a, a, like family figure to the entire population of Venezuela and, and South America and then the world of those that knew him. But in there, of course, is a household name in Venezuela to this day, and very unifying. And so the opposite of that is really what I'm about to say, which is the dictator at the, in Venezuela is the opposite of unifying, but you know, the, uh, the power of, of, of poetry as a companion and art as a companion and art as a form of, of um, you know, really sharing this kind of very, very personal story in a way that many, many people can connect with. And that's the power of metaphor. And, this story is so timeless and it'd be kind of beautiful to at some point we can maybe translate the lyrics. Camino del llano viene, un terno soledad. Camino del llano viene, un terno soledad. El cabrestero cantando. Oh, su corte en la madrugada. El cabrestero cantando. Su corte en la Mañana 
Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields.